Hello and welcome to Super Fantastic Terrific. This is Russ Turley. I'm Ross Geller. I'm Dave After Midnight. And uh, why are we Ross Geller tonight, Brad? What's... Because of dinosaurs, of course. Ross Geller. Dinosaurs. I get it. All right. All right. It took me a sec, but I understand now. All right. And yes, we are talking um, the Jurassic Park. Paleontologist. Fran- franchise, even? Yeah, the whole franchise. You could say the uh, Jurassic Park trilogy. They also got the Jurassic World, World. trilogy. Yes. yes. Um, and uh, the last one just crossed a billion dollars in the box office. Did it really? Yes. You well, know what? And billion. So. Billion dollars. <laughs> you people know like to see dinosaurs eating people, apparently. Okay. So let's just get started then, right? So right. W- did, um, see, your first, your first experience with the Jurassic Park um you know, genre the the you know the dinosaurs in a in an amusement park. What was it? Well, now I remember like because when it was first coming out, so like we knew it was coming out, and of course the book was like a big deal, and and this is one of the few cases like most times, if like a, a movie's made out of a book, it's like oh the book was much better, or like sometimes the movie's better. This was a perfect case of both of them are super good on their own. They have like differences. Mm-hmm. Like the book yes, the, yes. by Michael Crichton is very, um, it's a lot more uh, technical and gets into the science of it a lot more. Yeah, but, and get in, in more into chaos theory. Yeah, more into the chaos theory like and stuff. And it's a really good like scientific like look at the book. It makes it feel like it's a real thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. And yet the movie, when the movie came out, it was like a big deal. Steven Spielberg, you know, one of our favorite directors. And you know, we did a whole um, thing on him before. And we said, okay, we'll have to do Spielberg again. So we said, well, you know, we can start off with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, so the movie was coming out, and it was like a big deal. That was like one of the last times I really remember, like, where you had to wait in the big-ass line outside the movie theater to get in. Because even even when things are breaking records nowadays, you don't really have to do the whole, like, wait two and a half hours in a line. With, you yeah, know. with... with- Eight eight hundred of your closest friends. Yeah, you know to to get into the theater, but oh, no. Jurassic Park was one of those big movies, and I know you guys both saw recently the um, the ILM uh, documentary. Yes. Light and Magic. Class, which, yes, great great documentary. This movie this movie was like a seminal like special effects movie. Like it the, like the entire industry changed when this movie came out. When this movie came out, um, you know ILM, you know they switched. They showed in the documentary how. At first, they were going to do stop motion, basically dinosaurs, like you know Ray Harryhausen style. Mm-hmm. And like halfway through, you know, preparing to do that, the computer guys figured it out and knocked everyone's socks off and like changed movie history. But yeah. they still and, had to use the they still had to use the stop motion guys because they understood. Yeah, and they still the, had Stan Stan Winston, you know, doing like the puppet of like the big heads and stuff, like where they right. one dinosaurs like laying on the ground like animatronics as the, well. But it was a mix of the, the, the head and the the head. Yeah. The, the eye looking into the car and the light hitting much, it. Pretty much the big <laughs> scene was like that one scene where they first arrive and they do that thing that's in pretty much every Steven Spielberg. There's the the zoom in on the faces and the eye people looking in wonderment at something, which has pretty much been in most of the early Steven Spielberg movies. You know, it's like Indiana Jones, you know, getting the idol and it zooms in on him. And they did that moment where they're showing uh, Sam Neill and... Uh, Oh my God, Jeff Goldblum's character, Lord Dern, 
and they first see the dinosaurs, and it like pans over, and you see these freaking dinosaurs walking by, and you're like, oh my god, that's so cool. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. so you kind of glossed. So you kind of glossed over a little bit there, and it's yeah. well, in this in the Light and Magic documentary, they go through, and there's a couple of animators uh, yes. that are working in computer graphics, and they decide to kind of on the side build these dinosaurs in the yeah. computer. Uh, yes. and, and then, um, and they kind of, uh, you know, sneak attack on the, uh, the, what just happens to be while they've got this animation rolling in the, uh, yeah, on the screens when in. they're doing, when they're doing their walkthrough yeah. and, and, you know, and checking out the stuff and they're like, what's that? You know, and it's obvious like, oh my gosh, it's a dinosaur walking yeah. like a skeleton. And then, uh, fast forward and, you know, very quickly, the the stop motion animation guys are done. Yeah. But because they are so talented in like making those th- those characters come to life, they they made this digital dinosaur. This like, you know, all the little motion capture portion, yeah, like the could... uh, motors and things. And yeah. so this digital dinosaur they manipulated with their hands to make them to animate them, rather than yeah. do them on right. the computer completely. They did this, and so. The guy Phil yeah, Tippett, he was the uh, allowed that fluid of well, it's, fluid it's kind motion. of the same way yeah. that they do now, where they do like the you know they they put the people in the blue suits with all the dots on them, and then they exactly kinda, exactly they, they don't just that as a model motion capture what the computer is going to be not yeah. not just uh, not just um, you know some guy you know in the in the old days like uh, when I say when they were doing uh, Snow White these guys yeah. you know and then and when they were doing the animals in these uh, old animated films they would study the animals. And and to make them look more realistic, but yeah, the and, these, and these guys all had stuff. all that all that experience and all that talent to make them uh, for the stop motion. And uh, yeah. it was actually very cool. In the in the documentary, they show the the what's it called the Anna animatics animatics. Yeah, is that yeah. what it is? And they uh, of the how they uh, were going to animate the you know full animation of the characters um, and the final product. And it yeah. was, I mean, besides being a little more more fluid, obviously in the movie, it was exactly the same. It was awesome. So anyway, yeah. I, want, I want to mention that. That was a really, really good documentary. That. Totally recommend it to anyone. Oh my gosh, it's, so uh, good! Called Light and Magic on Disney Plus. So, so did you read the book? Oh yeah, I totally read the book. I read. I, I read the book. Duty actually, and I read the whole book while I was just sitting there, not on a case, like Jurassic in that room book, with yeah. the you know hundred dirty people or <laughs> random people that you're stuck in the you know jury pre-selection area with i totally read the book and loved it and then the movie came out and i loved it too and and yep, again it was I, you know it was just classic perfect spielberg just you know with the I special effects knocked it out yeah, of the, park, I, but the whole concept was so cool but the weird thing is the concept really was a remake if you think about it because michael crichton wrote the screenplay for um the original west world which was basically a theme park where the robots that are in this theme park come to life and start killing start people. Start killing people, yeah. So basically, he remade his own thing and just with dinosaurs, and it, you know, was incredible. <laughs> Instead of the Instead of robots, burner, it was a life, T-Rex. The dinosaurs, you know, escape the zoo and and you know start killing everyone. And it, it was just, yeah, the, it's a classic. The original Jurassic Park yeah. is just a total classic. There's so many great sections and lines in there. One of my favorites is when they're going on the tour. And it's like if you were on a real safari, sometimes you don't necessarily see everything you would see. If you go to Disney, if you go to um, Disney's Animal Kingdom on the safari ride, you're going to see all the animals that you want to see. You pay like 
thousands of dollars and go to Africa, you could drive around for a day and a half and not necessarily, you know, right. find the herd where the herd was. There was that that great line in the where they're going through the tour and with Jeff Goldblum's characters like, um, there will be uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs on this, on this attraction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was just classic. And I used to hate Jeff Goldblum prior to that movie. Like I couldn't stand him as an actor, but that one character that he did in that movie, which is pretty much the same character he's played ever since. It's right. Jeff Goldblum only has one character, and it's Jeff. Yeah, Goldblum. he's now Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it's called Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> Yeah, the and I saw it. I read the book. I saw the movie opening night at AMC yeah. at Marina Pacifica with with plaintiff. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's a good Eagles line. <laughs> and, and I was sitting. I remember sitting. We got great seats and everything. And I, yeah. and we're like watching. As I, that was like the last true movie. It was like, how the hell did they do that? That I that I was like I, yes. the total. Suspension of disbelief for me, mm-hmm. yes, ever, and that that scene when the they're they're on the tour, and it's the T Rex breaks loose. Oh yeah, and that whole sequence of where the 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 scene where it comes down is looking in into the the the, the what is that the Ford Explorer? Oh yes, and the, and the light hits the eye, and the eye the eye. Violence. <laughs> the iris <laughs> contracts. Well, it even it even like shows you like the cup of water, and it just kind of yes, like, yeah, that, that, puddles that, with the. And that's a whole. That's a whole. That was a whole Jaws reference uh, right there. Yes, it was it's great. Like instead of hearing the the cello, you're hearing that thump. Yeah, thump. But then that that scene where the 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 T Rex chases Jeff Goldblum, and then breaks into the um, the toilet. Yes. And the guy sitting he's there the on the toilet. <laughs> he's he's like, sitting what? What's happening? You know, he's, he's... <laughs> and, and, he th- and I thought they were going to do like a Hitchcock thing where they, if the T-Rex comes up yeah, and then comes back down, mouth open. You, and they were going to do like a Hitchcock thing where they cut away and they show like Sam Neill's reaction. Yeah. Which no, they... your brain would just write the rest of it. Yeah. it no, no, no. No, the thing picks the guy up, thrashes him around, and it's like... <laughs> You're like, how? <laughs> but it was just, it was just it was almost like just perfectly set up because you know it starts with this like little like and you feel like you're actually going to an amusement park. It goes with the Mr. DNA like you know mm-hmm. like little tour DNA, and then they go on that thing you know where they don't see anything at first, and then but then just once the chaos starts, it's just like a nonstop roller coaster. And some of those scenes okay. are just so perfectly like the tension in those scenes is just like amazing. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, you saw the again. Let's go back to that line magic. And they said when on that scene where he eats the lawyer, they mentioned what the the model that they used for the uh, for the lawyer character was. Do you recall what that was? Oh, oh, oh I know what you're talking what about. That? But I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm literally hoping you remember because I can't recall. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking like, oh, because they said they they had another character from another from another movie. They're like, uh, oh, we'll just reuse that character and just you know put the lawyer's clothes on him and yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, thank you. Uh, now I'm gonna. I know. I, I, I got to go <laughs> I watch, watch the show again. Documentary again. <laughs> um, so in only that last episode of the uh, of this, it's a little well, series, like six episodes, and that last one is all about Jurassic Park, which is yes. But that that was my most that was the uh, best episode. For for sure. 
there was a great interview with it was Michael Crichton, John Wells, and um, Steven Spielberg because they produced ER. Uh-huh. Because ER, the TV series, was based on a script that Michael Crichton wrote back when he was in a resident. Yeah, he was just resident. on fire, man, for a while. And, I like to read most, pretty much all of his books. Well, it's like he was he was pitching this. He had pitched the idea for ER around. Couldn't get anyone to really take it. So he was on the phone one day with Spielberg, and he's like, he pitches it to Spielberg, and Spielberg's like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I mean, and what else are you working on? And Crichton says, well, I'm working on this, um, this a novel about the, a theme park that has dinosaurs, and they break out. And Michael Crichton's describing all this, and he said, he said the phone went silent. <laughs> and And he said, I could hear, you can hear Spielberg smiling. Yeah, <laughs> I like, can imagine. Yeah, and he's like, and all, then the next thing I say is, go on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, they, uh, they also touch on this, and it's been touched on in pretty much every documentary I've ever seen, but um, the, the infamous, you know, how Raiders happened. Basically, just the two of them on the beach, and, oh, what do you want to do next? Lucas asked Spielberg, and Spielberg's just all, Oh, I'd really like to do a James Bond movie, and George Lucas goes, "Oh, I got something better." Mm-hmm. I'm not doing yeah. his voice. That's good. That's a good. That's a good Lucas voice, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 you, you've heard that story a thousand times. Absolutely, you know, yeah. Like, you know, it's just like it clicks immediately, and you're just like, "Yep, that's happening." That's awesome. <laughs> So I, I, I think the one thing that really caught my imagination with the movie, and I, and I don't, you know, it's been since like 1992 that I'm, you know, yeah. so that I read the book. Um, I don't have clarity, you know, clarity on what, what I, you know, of that. But what, in the it's movie, like 30 years ago, right? I know, right? I don't think I'm like I need to reread that. That thing was that was amazing. I remember, I remember I stayed I stayed home from school. Read. I totally yeah. ditched ditched classes. I'm like and I'm like reading it at night. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going. I got up next morning. Went in my uh, study room and just read all day long. Like finished yeah. that in, like one yeah, day. Yeah, pretty much the same way. So I blew off my classes. Yeah, paid, no, paid the price. Absolutely, that was it. But um, I'm, the, the uh, all the computer stuff and like I was at that time. That was the the whole silicon graphics machines and all the you know all the all the hardware that those guys they, yeah. was, they were showing in that in that movie. I was like, I was I was you know just love that so much and that was yeah at that time as well and the uh the dennis nedry character my gosh yeah could you could you like Newman. hated dude yeah. so much like with i mean how 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 much of the movie was in he was probably in the first half hour computer and it's like ah, ah, ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't use the magic word and you're like newman <laughs> 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 Samuel L. Jackson, please. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so um, and just look at the thing of the cast again. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, Lord Dern, um, Sam Neill, and uh, but the the real star. I mean, like those. Are, I mean, we think of these characters, but the the big the, the big characters are the dinosaurs. That was the yes. the, mm-hmm. the main the main the main crux of the movie was. These and there's so many good action scenes, like the kids trying to get away from the velociraptors in the kitchen area, right. and the whole ending where, you know, they're like crawling up these like, you know, skeletons in the lobby, <laughs> trying to get away from the velociraptors, and the T-Rex shows up and like saves the day, which is like right. a running thing in the uh, Jurassic Park franchise now, is where the T-Rex shows up for a battle at the end, he's like the, the true right. hero. <laughs> 
So if you well, if you ask the internet, yeah. um, pretty much uh, uh, the whole the whole franchise drops, you know, very quickly in quality. And see, I can completely disagree. I is if we move on to the second film, which also was directed by Spielberg. He did the first two films. The second film I thought was super super good. I, lo- I mean, there's like so many also great action scenes. It's almost like they had th- scenes that they wanted to do in the first one. And they ran out of, so let's make another one and do these great scenes. Like that right. whole action scene where they're in the, um, like the camper, the the double wide camper or whatever. The the the, the trailer, yeah, the uh, the, the connected tra- trailer that yeah, goes yeah, over yeah. the side of the cliff. Yes, that's like some of the most intense shit you've ever seen. You know, right? The windows cracking and. <laughs> Yeah. No, that girl. She goes. She falls onto the window, but doesn't break. Yes. Oh man, that's yeah. great stuff. So I, I actually, I, I mean, the Jurassic Park, the first one was, you know, I, I like is my favorite, but I would almost rank Lost World pretty much close to the first one. I thought they did such a, I did a really excellent job of recapturing the magic. And again, it was Spielberg. It's just how like when you watch Jaws, how great Jaws is, and then you watch Jaws two, which Spielberg didn't direct. That's like you know. The difference in some of the French films. So, so one and two were directed by Spielberg, and I thought they were both at that same level of quality and amazement to me. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the first one just has the added bonus of the, you know, the first the majesty of seeing the dinosaurs for the first time and being introduced to the theme park. But um, I thought the second one did a super really good job of just making it super intense and action packed and and stuff. I, I kind of lost a little bit of ground in the third one. The third one's probably my least favorite of the franchise. So the third one, I it mean, felt like they were just treading over the same ground too much. Right. I mean, I mean, and now forgive me. I know the third one is, um, I believe the dinosaurs come to San Diego. No, that's that's, no, that's the end. Of, that's the end of the second one. End of the that's second the one. Second one. Yeah, and I was really disappointed okay. because I was living in San Diego when that when the second one came out. Yes. And I was like, I was like, that's they're like they have that scene where the T Rex is running down the street and it's slamming into the. It's like. Why couldn't they have done that? Actually, like actually shot that in San Diego. Yeah. Because they didn't. They, they, why did they like do it down like fifth, like Fifth Street or F Street yeah. in San Diego with like a, a recognizable landmark? But as we like, quickly learned, because there's like two shows that me and Kim have been watching. We've been watching Big Sky, and then that Resident Alien. And I'm all, she's all, oh, I wonder where this is shot. I said it's probably shot in British Columbia. And then we looked it up. Right. Yep, it's in British can't, Columbia. And I'm all, I bet Canada. you Resident Alien's shot there, too. And we looked it up. Yep, it's shot there, too. Oh, so really? So one's supposed to be in Montana. One's supposed to be in Colorado. And they just shoot everything in British Columbia. That's interesting. <laughs> it's in Canada, eh? Yeah. Wow. So so three. Give, give me, yes. give, re- recap for me, then, because apparently well, they're, okay, all, they're so, mixing so together the second, to me. The second one, what the second one did was they brought um, Jeff Goldblum back. Right. And, yeah, so uh, you... I can't remember one of the, the best li- best lines ever. Yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, it's all. Ooh, ah, that's how it all starts. Then later, the running, running and the, and the screaming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was like, the third one. I think oh, that's right. Did we bring back Sam Neill? Yes. Yes. And, yes. Kid, and uh, some family got like stuck on the island. Laura Dern has a cameo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then and uh, they go and, back to rescue him, but but it just it just the third one just felt like too redundant. So like we you know the first one is when the park go, you know you the park hasn't opened yet the park, and the animals get loose and you know oh shit you know the second one is kind of like you know you go back to the island you know you're back or back to like the other island I can't remember specifically if that, if that was the third one or the second one with 
Were they went to the same island, or was it was it the other island that they were growing? It was the other. It was like the uh, yeah. the the you know, yeah the development so the third island. One, they right? basically just went back to the island again, which which they should have. The third one should have been because I think they established at the end of one of the first two films that like there were some dinosaurs that had gotten loose on the mainland in Costa Rica. Yes. You know. And so that that's where it should have gone, but instead they went back again. So it felt, it just felt like we were covering the same ground, you know, again for the third time. And, and it kind of just you know wasn't as good. It wasn't directed by Spielberg, so it didn't have that extra, you know, Spielberg touch. So right. it was still it was still interesting. I mean, if you want to see dinosaurs eating people, you know, you're still going to get some enjoyment out of it. But it was it was a kind of a drop off for me for the first from the first two films. You know, I don't I, I don't know. I the, the, William H Macy. Uh, and yeah. uh, Tia Leone, you know, yeah. playing that uh, you know the uh, the estranged couple, looking, couple for looking for their son. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that. And then the uh, the, well, the, assist, like, the assistant, the assistant, who's you know trying to get those eggs. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. I, it was. It was still good. I mean, it's like you know, it's, we're saying it dropped off. It's not like you know, it's not like. Jaws for the revenge. <laughs> no, no, no. I no. I think there was a drop off, but it was not as like I said. It, it was still. It was not as steep. It's still I, like amazing. I, I still enjoyed CGI it. dinosaurs eating people. I and people know, running and screaming. The uh, the the pterodactyls or whatever they called them. Yeah. Those were those were a little Those were, little disappointing. Those were weird. Those were like. Those were a little. Mm, so, that was so a recycled the, uh, scene from the from the original book that right, never made it in right. the first movie, and then they they recycled that in the third one. But no, it was it was still good. And then we waited a really 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 long time before another Jurassic Park movie. For some reason, you know, even though each one of those films made a fortune, it took them a really long time before they came back to the series with uh, Jurassic World. Right. So what Jurassic, what was the uh, what was our uh, our gap there between Jurassic Park three? It was 2001. 2001. I don't think we got Jurassic World till 2015. Oh my gosh. That is... Why? Why? I don't know. I can't explain that. A real, real viable, maybe, you know... Maybe they didn't think they could, they could recapture the magic. Yeah. The, well, and again, was... the problem with the third one was the redundancy, so maybe they just didn't have a good new idea. But then they finally came up with a new great idea. And I actually really love Jurassic World, too, because Jurassic World finally took you to the theme park that you never got to see in operation right. in, the first, in the first, you know, movies. Because the first movie is like the park's about to open, and they invite these people to, you know, give it some credibility, and then all shit breaks out, and they never open the park. But here we are, 14 years later, I guess they decided all oh, those people got killed by the dinosaurs. Whatever, we got to figure it out now. And so Jurassic World actually took you to the theme park. They even had like a, what was it, a um, Jimmy Buffett's restaurant on the main street yeah. there. <laughs> it's all those little touches. That you know, you walk like... into the, the entryway and there's like hologram dinosaurs telling you what you're going to see. And they had the really cool thing like the tram rides and the, you know, the spiral. The, the uh, hamster balls. Spear. Yeah, the hamster balls. So I just really loved the concept of actually getting to see the park. And then, of course, all shit breaks loose. Yes, but it's a, right. So I had a, I had a problem with that one because okay. of the premise that oh, dinosaurs are old hat now. Like everybody's yeah. bored yeah, the of fact dinosaurs. Is, like, kids are like looking at their phones and not even paying attention to. Yeah, the, not paying attention. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh, that would next to them. That would not be a thing. That like that show. It's like it's like SeaWorld, and they're yeah. feeding the uh, feeding fish to Shamu, right? And like yeah, this right. thing comes out, and they're feeding it a giant shark, and like how does that 
how would that not be just the most amazing thing you ever saw? Of and course. meanwhile, you're like, instead of I'm looking at Instagram. I mean, people still cheer for Shamu, you know? So, right. like, why wouldn't they cheer for the thing that's 50 times the size of Shamu? Right. Splash, right. The, the splash zone is much bigger with that thing than it was for, uh, <laughs> right. you know, Shamu. <laughs> So I, I never got you that. Know the blue I, seats. I, uh, that's right. Yeah. So I never got. Yeah. I never really understood that part of the of the well, whole. Well, there, there were weird world, things about it. One. This is this is where the franchise starts to go weird because the whole. I liked um, Chris Pratt's character, but the mm. whole um, like training the the um, Velociraptors thing, you know. Oh, I, I, the, oh, wait, where's my dog clicker? I, your hand out. I, I was gonna uh, get my dog clicker out, and I I I, yeah. I just I lost it. Like that, the little clicker that he used. It was like the yeah. dog clicker. I have a click training for dogs, and like yes. I, it never worked out. But they did up the game but, too because they they went beyond just recreating dinosaurs in the past. They started the whole concept of the dinosaurs were getting too boring. Have you ever seen the movie Fierce Creatures? No. Yes, with uh, Kevin Klein. Yeah, it was yes, the, it's basically it was got the cast of unofficial Wanda yeah. Um, yeah. brought back to do this thing about this zoo where the zoo's boring, so they bring in this consultant to like spice up the zoo. So they they write these fake stories about how vicious like you know the hamster is and stuff like that. So the whole thing was like all like you know if you have some description of some little lemur and it's like the most dangerous animal ever to <laughs> live on Earth, and it was like you know it's a funny concept. <laughs> So they basically do that where, like, you know, everyone's getting bored of dinosaurs, which, you know, Russell couldn't suspend his disbelief for that. Okay. But they, but they do get to the point where, like, okay, so everyone's getting bored. Let's genetically engineer these dinosaurs to be even more dangerous and scary. Right. Yeah, they, so they, they basically, they like, created, played God and created dinosaurs that never, never existed. Right. They created the one that, that like, had, like, chameleon. Yeah. They could blend in with the scenery. And yes. Then, so you didn't like it as much. I still love, even though there was like some corny stuff in it, like and it was taking the franchise in it like a, a goofier direction with the training, the the Velociraptors and stuff like that. And I, I the, the the action scenes and stuff in that one were still incredible. And I just enjoyed personally actually getting to visit the theme park, like the operational theme park. That was yeah. like wondrous to me. Yeah, no, and, I, and, I agree. And, with that. and watching all hell break loose. Yeah, all the hell break loose <laughs> at the end was incredible. And then, of course, you get like the the T Rex fighting the, you know, you know, manufactured dinosaur at the end, as they're right. just like scrambling to get out of the way. It's like the people almost the the that's become like the trend in the end of the movies where the people are just kind of like hiding from the dinosaur battles. You get these amazing right. dinosaur battles, which we also got again now in this latest one. Right. So this is where the the franchise after af, after Jurassic World, which was a big deal, it made tons of money. Like that that thing like crushed the box office so of course they they immediately started you know green lighting some more and then we go we went on a weird tangent in the um uh jurassic world fallen kingdom because i guess you know once you've reopened the theme park and then it went shit went crazy again you can't be in the theme park anymore so you've got to take it in a different direction but the direction they took it was to have this weird like Super rich millionaire dinosaur auction. Yes. <laughs> which is just like a goofy ass plot line. And then also the cloned human. Right. Which, which entered into oh, the final film as well. Right. So, the, so, they, had so a, they, they had a plan here for the la- these yes. other these two. I mean, they, they, yes. they, they, they planned these two movies together. Yes. Um, but yeah, the, I, I agree. The, 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 the plot was a little thin on the uh, the whole, well, we're going to bring these dinosaurs and people will yeah. purchase them because it will make lots yeah. of money. It's, it's a profit scheme. Yeah, so the, so the screenplay, you know, the story is not as wondrous as getting to actually go to the, the park. But the film, even though it had that weird plot, 
and some of it just you know just doesn't you know track right, and it's kind of a weird direction to take the franchise in. It still had some exciting stuff in it. It still had some you know dinosaurs break loose, chaos. Fun. <laughs> okay, if you if you could if you could distill down, yeah, all the Jurassic Park movies. Yes, it's uh, humans are uh, ego, you know, thinks yes. that, that makes them think that they can control dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs cannot be controlled. It brings you to the, it's like the line from the first film again. Jeff Goldblum with the, he had so many good lines in the first film. Yeah, yeah. where he's just like, oh, you know, you, you did it, you, you made it, you created them. But you never thought, of, you know, should I have done this? You know, <laughs> he, he, he says it differently, obviously. I don't remember right. the actual quote. But he's, yeah. he's basically, his point was, you know, science, you just moved ahead with the science, but you never thought, should I do this? You know, right. is, is this is the right thing yeah, to do. You, you wanted to yeah. see if you could do it. You didn't think yes. that you should do yes. it. Yes. So what did you guys, what were your feelings then on Fallen Kingdom? Um, I liked so it. Was it a step down? Um, there, there were a couple of things in there. It's like that, 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 of course, blow my suspension of disbelief. Yes. It's like that, that the, the whole thing of taking a boat from Costa Rica to the San Francisco Bay Area in 24 hours. Just I was like, <laughs> that, that right there. I was like, once they were like, oh, we're they, we're in San Francisco. It's like, wait a minute, yes. they haven't even been at sea for 24 hours. Yes. Well, like, like the that's when my brain like, starts going. One of, one of the worst cases of that ever was, um, so the original Game of Thrones, right? So they have some characters in Game of Thrones that's taken them literally like seven seasons to like, you know, travel from one place to another. And the White Walkers, they're the slowest motherfucking zombies I've ever met. <laughs> because they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Like It took them like coming. forever just to get to the freaking wall. But once they got past the wall, they were like making good time all of a sudden. I don't know, but they were they were warmed up. They were warming up, man. Yeah. This that's that's but, what but it the is. Last, the last season was so rushed because they'd already like outpaced the books. That, you know, and they basically spent a whole season like you know, kind of stalling, hoping that the guy would finish writing, <laughs> and he never did. So they they spent a whole season like dragging out the story. And then they got to the finale and they rushed things along. So you went from from characters that would take years to get from one place to another to just like flying dragons from here to the wall. Like in five minutes, so right. that's kind of like you know your analogy of the the boat from Costa Rica making it to San Francisco, like you know, like they were on the bullet train in in, in Japan or something. Right. Yeah. So that that was that was. But the still profitable at the box office, despite you still, know, and it was enjoyable too. It was I mean, enjoyable it was like, still, even, even though like you know it was nowhere near the level of for me the the first two Jurassic Park movies or the. Jurassic World, which I appreciated right. almost the, as much. The, the, the auction was kind of funny because I kept yeah. thinking of the, the, the scene in Taken. Yeah. The, the auction in Taken. It's like, oh, <laughs> how much for this? Yes. I, I 20 million. But then, we get to, but then we get to the third one, which was the first one I didn't see in the movie, actually in the movie theaters. Just I haven't gotten oh, into the movie theaters really? in quite a while. I, waited, yeah. I only saw it in the last couple of weeks when I finally signed up for Peacock. Um, you know, just to be able to see, watch the extended version of it. So I finally saw it. You guys have both seen it, right? Yeah. Yes, I, I got it off Amazon. It was rented it for five bucks. So. Okay. Oh my gosh! Seriously, I, I have watched every single one of those movies in the theater because it. Yeah. There, there are very few uh, movies well, nowadays that I think are even you know theater worthy. Now movies. maybe yeah. these yeah. big you know it's, big it's budget Marvel movies and Jurassic World movies. So all the things that came out this year, the two movies that I would have seen in the theaters normally, but just didn't get around to. Oh no, 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 dude! Do not tell me you did not watch Top Gun in the movie theater. I didn't. I didn't see Top Holy Gun. Holy sh! 
shit. And I Brad. and I also missed four, oh, which I really was cow. looking forward to seeing in the theater. I, saw I just got I saw you know, just it's just it's been weird. It's been weird since the pandemic. I've hardly. I used to go to the movie theaters all the time. Remember back in the day, the Rossmore Dollar Theater. Oh, yeah. We have the Starlight Cinemas right over here. I saw I saw like a movie like once a once a week back in the day. You know, my right. movie watching was prolific. Oh um, between, my gosh. between watching stuff at Rossmore or the regular theater or you know Blockbuster. Well, the moment you have kids, that goes out the window. Well, it's not just right. that. It's almost it's also also the fact that we're in the age of streaming, where you can get right. like these really great six to eight episode streaming shows that are almost as good or if not better than movies. You know, from the company, hmm. you know, from the comfort of your own home on your big seventy-inch TV, it's like right. you need a Jurassic World to get you to go out so to the theater. You can, you can, you can pause and go get yourself out. a drink, or yeah, go, go to the, the bathroom, which is you yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, which when you have a prostate like mine, yes, <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, but I, I just there that does those movies need to be on a big screen for me, yes. and that's yeah. um, and like. I don't know. There, so I remember I was in the theater and I'm sitting next to my my youngest and he's, uh, I think it's just he and I, and uh, that there, there was that jump scare scene in the uh, cave, uh-huh. and oh, yeah. uh, seriously, I was not ready for it. I, I was <laughs> like I was like leaning forward in my seat and I, and I was rocked backwards because from that <laughs> from, from that. I don't know if it, I don't know if it has much much punch when you're watching yeah. it on your TV at home. So what is your your guys' opinion of, of Jurassic World Dominion? I liked it. I liked how they brought everybody back, um, and they did it in a clever way. I mean, it, it yes, I really I really liked the bringing back of the three original characters, and I thought that worked really well. Yeah, For yeah. me, though, I I, I I I posted like in the chat about you know about an hour an hour into the movie. For me, this is where it, it just got weird. And I just think they've taken the franchise in such an odd direction that you never would have expected when you watched the first. If you watched the first two movies and someone told you, like, where it would be now, like, people would be like, you're joking, right? Like, you know, we're almost a Planet of the Apes uh, <laughs> now. Yes. When they got to the um, the dinosaur underground dinosaur market yes. scene, that's when I was just like, oh, oh my God, the franchise has literally jumped like the Megalodon. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like Fonzie on the jet on the skis, but yet I still enjoyed it. <laughs> so I can sit there you, you and could, say, you could, you could also see that happening too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sitting there going, okay, this movie has gone to ludicrous speed, but yet I'm still like I'm still in. I'm still you know I'm still enjoying it. And yeah. and I thought the the plot, I thought the the story in this third one I and mean, this third Jurassic World one was a mess too. It's just like some things are way too convenient. Like, you know, they're trapped in the thing, they they fall out and they just stumble out of their you know, thing that falls over when they're in the car that, that flips over about 50 times and then they, they stand out and then all three of the main characters from the booth first year just standing there. Like yeah. the, the coincidences of how convenient these characters bump into each other in this movie was ridiculous and nonsensical. Right. But yet I'm still going, but it's still, it's still fun. It's, yeah, yeah, well, that, and, and that's what it's about. It's going and having yeah. fun watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, so I can't really complain too much, other than I can I can criticize the things that I thought were goofy. Right, and, but yet, uh, if was, I'm still enjoying it, like the whole chase with the um, the Velociraptor is chasing him through the town, and he's on the motorcycle with the, oh. the red dot thing, you know. Like, I was almost yeah. expecting the Velociraptors to jump on motorcycles themselves to chase him. That's like <laughs> hey, it, it would not have surprised like, you. It suddenly <laughs> becomes like the Bor- it becomes Jason Bourne in Malta yeah. being cha- chased by dinosaurs. Yeah, it's like. 
So, so what? Where could possibly be the evolution of the series? Because the fact that this made a billion dollars in the era when this is only yes, the other only two movies have made a billion dollars this year, and that's uh, the surprise Top of uh, Top Gun Two, and this this movie. So obviously there will be another one at some point. But where do they go next? I don't know. And... Where do they go next? Do we get to the point where we're like literally some guys looking up and there's like a Statue of Liberty, but it's got a dinosaur head on it, and he's like, "Oh, you damn dirty dinosaurs!" I mean, is that where we're going? <laughs> you... Because of genetic uh, manipulation, Matt, I, think we can... you, I think you just gave them an idea. Yes, I'm, I'm sure someone else has already done that as well. Get your stinking paws off me, you, you damn, damn dirty baby. velociraptors! <laughs> <laughs> so, in, so, so, so the 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 online uh, hatred for the uh, the sequels yeah. here was like there, there's an unrealistic expectation that these movies are not going to be what they are, which is yeah. People try to control dinosaurs. Dinosaurs get out of control. Try to get control, and then carnage ensues. That's what any all the Jurassic films are. Yeah. Um, it just depends on where right. they're set and the circumstances I, to how okay, how have, those main characters I, get there. Okay. I have to go back to okay, was it the third Austin Powers film uh-huh. when? Austin's like, okay, if I go back in time, but I'm still frozen, and he's like, oh, God, my eyes have crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael York says, well, just go and have fun. And he looks at the, looks at the camera and says, and I suggest the audience do the same. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, let's say you have to look at this. It's like, yes. don't read too much into it. But just that's the funny go thing. Go and have fun. My, that's the point. My point, though, is like I'm still enjoying all the films. I'm still yeah. liking them, even if like I, you know, like the script for the last two wasn't as solid as as the first Jurassic World. I'm still enjoying them. I'm still liking them. I'm still wanting to go see them. And yet, if you look at the last one and you compare it to the first one, when you read that book, you're like, "Oh, this could actually happen." You're like, mm. you're so convinced by the science, the way Michael Crichton wrote that book, that he he basically convinces you that. They could do this, you know, because at the right. time they were starting to do the, you know, Dolly the Sheep and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was stuff that was actually happening in the real world to a certain extent of, of, of cloning and, and all this stuff. So it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to see where, it, where it's gone from the first film, you know, the, the level of the first film to where it's, you know, the ridiculousness of some of the stuff in the, in the last one, yet still right. entertaining. Yeah. And uh, let's see. the And the villain in this one was not, I mean, he wasn't like, it was Steve Jobs, uh, right? <laughs> it was well. It was Campbell Scott <laughs> playing kind of a Silicon Valley type who, yeah. who wants to. Uh, well, and and his whole thing got away from him too. Where it yeah. was the the those locusts, which was kind of an interesting concept. That, well, this was the first villain that really felt like a villain, though, because because obviously the original Jurassic Park was just the misguided, you know, amusement park. Right. This know, one operator. was someone who... And basically Jurassic World was kind of the same thing. That guy was just, just trying to, you know, the, the corporation behind him was kind of doing this stuff on the side, this, you know, right. evil stuff. But that guy, you know, the guy that died in the helicopter in Jurassic World, um, oh, he, he was just he was trying, just trying to, to have a theme park. park. Yeah. 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 But then we uh, get into you're, these, you're like, con, black market dinosaur dealers and then this guy who was just like, you know, He's right. like Bill Gates trying yeah. to buy up all the farmland. <laughs> yeah, and but the, yeah, but uh, then I enjoyed the whole bringing back the original cast, and yes. it was like I was then thinking, how old are these people now? And I was like, Sam Neill's seventy-five and doesn't look it. 
Is that right? 75? Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and Laura Dern's 55. She looks older. She does look older. Yeah. She does look older. She older. Dern. But, uh, uh, let's see. Jeff Goldblum. How old is he? Um, I don't have a... I don't know, but he looks the same. <laughs> yeah, it's just gotten gray. Yeah. You, know, you made a promise to a dinosaur. Yes. So, you know, as, as, as much as, like, the, maybe the story um, and the plots kind of get a little thinner and just, yes. it's, it's, you know, I've said this before about, say, like, Star Wars. I'd rather live in a world where there's more Jurassic yeah. Park than less Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like yes. if well, that, if, I told, you know, I, in the I, end, like, yeah, I, I get it. It's you know, the stories are gonna, some are gonna be better than others, but I'd rather see more Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, that's what you and me talked about the last time when I when I was talking about the Star Wars series. It's like the fact that we're getting like a new Star Wars series like every so many months. It's like okay, so say you didn't like Book of Boba Fett, you've got two Who months until Obi Wan comes out, and you got two months until Andor comes out, and Andor has been. Is off to a really good start. Is it? Okay. Um, there's, there's a it's new one. At midnight. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it because it's. I like the new Andor series because it's really dark. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's it's basically it's by the guy who did the the Bourne movies, and it's and it's basically a spy thriller, in you know Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So you get like a, it's like a different genre. So now Star Wars has this thing where they're capable of playing around in the Star Wars universe. But doing like different genres, like you could have a mm-hmm. horror movie in Star Wars universe. Yeah. You could have like yeah. a spy thriller. You can have these things that take place in that world that you're already familiar with. Right. But you know, follow like a certain story. Right. You know, you get the gunslinger story in Mandalorian, and then you get the spy thriller in Endor. And I apparently, want, no. I want the, the boiler first, room in the first, Star Wars universe. That's what I want. The first three right. episodes were, were kind of slow, but they were really good. They were really solid. I hear like it really ramps up in episodes like four through six because some people have yes. already gotten screeners. What? And like it just gets better. They said. Well, I, I like what I like the whole thing about Andor is you really feel immersed. Yeah. In in the universe, it's like yeah. you are like you feel you feel the grit and the grime and the. And it, and it feels and cinematic. So that's that's yeah. one thing I'm saying with some of these streaming series now because right now we're living we're living in a golden age for nerds basically. I was, I was just, no, I'm seriously, like, there's so much stuff. No, you're right. Imagine if you're a fantasy nerd. You're a fantasy nerd. Right now you have a Lord of the Rings series and a, and a Game of Thrones series at the same time. And then as soon as both of those end, you get eight episodes of a Willow series. Like, so in one year, you're getting, like, these three <laughs> epic fantasies on TV. You're getting, like, 30 hours, you know, 20, 30 right. hours of entertainment. It's, it's, it's like, and again, it's just like the second the one's over, you got another one to look forward to. So, like, again, my point with it, say, say you know, Russ had some issues with Obi-Wan series. I, I liked it because I'm just a Star Wars, Star Wars sucker. You know, you put the Star Wars name on it, and I'm probably, <laughs> it's probably my favorite thing on TV at the time. But Russell was like, you know, he had his issues with some of the story stuff and Obi-Wan. But I'm like, oh, yeah, but but like you said with Jurassic Park, give me more. You know, so, so what, say you didn't like the six episode Obi-Wan series. You've got Andor coming. You've got Ahsoka coming. You've got some skeleton series with Jude Law. I mean, it's just non-stop. And just keep giving me more and more and more. It's like, I, I love it. Though, I think there's going to be some if if I keep if they keep being marginal yes. series, you know, as, as far as, uh, you know, quality. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to tire of that very quickly. That, yeah. You know, they, they better come up with well, a, like, that's a, 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 a original... original. 
Original you know, with all the Marvel one. series, um, right now, like She-Hulk is kind of just like... Oh, that that is such garbage. Rough. Oh, my God. It is so, it's so I mean, bad. I'm, I'm still watching it, but it's like it doesn't really feel like it's important. Like no. the other series feel like they're important to the movies. Yeah. It, it, it feels like a throwaway. It's like it's like some cheap popcorn. Yeah. But I'm still eating the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm still yeah, picking the kernels out of my teeth. got more stuff, you know, coming. Yeah. It, it can get derivative and yeah. redundant and boring yeah. after a while. Seriously, and, so, seriously, no. There will be a point when it reaches saturation. The, the whole Megan the Stallion like dance. That thing. was the worst. That was the. That was literally the worst. Moment of Marvel television. Seriously, like, like, who, you who thought that was a good it. idea? Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, people are already thinking like this is like not great, and then like that happens. You're like, yeah. what the f am I? So that watching? was terrible. But but then the next week we got the whole Wong episode, and, and I was loving the stuff with Wong. Wait, by the way, Wong is, <laughs> is saving Wong. that. He's saving that series for me because yes. he is, he is like consistent through every every single Marvel uh, show he's or movie he's in he is exactly yeah. the same and he is and the best part about this show because the plot of that episode the problem with She-Hulk is it's kind of just become like a story of the week so it doesn't seem like it's like you know leading anywhere even though there are, there's just some things that are supposed to be leading somewhere they keep hinting at story it of the week. but that week it was like Wong was like mad because some like third rate magician that had worked at Comertage for like a, a like he was there for like he was there for like three weeks and then he used some portal to bring his frat buddies you know to have a party. <laughs> like he knew a little bit of magic but not you know everything. And so this magician is accidentally sending people into like hell portals, <laughs> and yeah. some 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 girl falls on on Wong's couch while he's trying trying to watch Sopranos. <laughs> and then Wong wants to like sue the magician to get him to stop doing the magic. But that was like hilarious. The, that that was it's great up. I'd say that was a great episode. Yeah. But so it's had good stuff, but other than that it's yeah. it's kind of just throwaway. It's like, you know, you don't you don't need to watch it, but yeah. Wong is yeah. the best part of that show. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Um but anyway, uh back to Jurassic World. Yes. Um no, I, I, no, no. For, this is really making me want to reread Jurassic Park, and that's yeah. I think that's 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 going to go back on my list. Well, I'm not going to list. Maybe I'm going to I'm going to do an audio book, and I'll. Well, well that is also that's that. that's again that's why I say the first two movies are almost like equal for me because both movies were based on Michael Crichton wrote the book for the sec the sequel as well. So mm -hmm. he wrote he wrote the original, and then he wrote Lost World, which the second movie was based on. And I think once they got past the books, is where it lost a little bit. But again. You know, not enough to make you not want to watch them. Right. You know, I sat through four Leprechaun movies. I can, I can <laughs> definitely watch all the Jurassic World ones. Not many people can say that, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Few, I actually very saw. Few. I think it was like it was was it Leprechaun two or Leprechaun three in the theater, and I swear to in San Diego. This is when I lived in San Diego. I never got past one. Okay, so so I so I went and saw this movie. I swear to God, it was it, it it was like opening night or something, and the next day it was out of the theater. <laughs> like they didn't even keep it in the theater a week. Uh, it was like nope, this movie nope. <laughs> this no. is, and after that, they were like direct to DVD, you know, uh, in the you know blockbuster. Uh, I, back in the day, I'd rent anything. At wasn't Jennifer Aniston in one of those? She was in the first one, yeah. Okay, that's right. Was that a right? A pre friends Jennifer Aniston. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But the fun, the worst thing about that series was. Like you know, when you when you create a, like a world like that, you have your mythology has to like 
be consistent. And like every single film, they would come up with like a new thing that you had to do, you know, to affect the the leprechaun. They kept just changing the the you know legends or whatever. Mm. You know, and then they went to space and the hood, and, all, and it was. You're not selling it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to. So I, I think the addition of um, Chris Pratt in these uh, yes. latest and the Jurassic World really because he's uh, you know a, a comedy actor like yeah. first I think and right. having that kind of uh, background I think really just made the made that series that those the, the trilogy for me. Well, he's like one of my favorite people right now because, you know, like I said, you know, from, from, from the shoeshine guy on Parks and Rec to, like, Guardians was like his breakout. And then right. he goes straight mm-hmm. from Guardians into Jurassic World and it's just like, he just keeps making some good stuff. Yeah. And uh, did you see the, uh, uh, the series on Amazon Prime? I'm, I got two episodes in. Kim got mad because we were watching it together, and I was we were watching it late at night after Hudson went to sleep, and I fell asleep both times. And she goes, "I'm not watching this show if you're going to fall asleep." So what, I'm going to have to like series? revisit it. <laughs> oh, the Terminal List. Terminal List. Terminal List. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It, it seemed like it was it was pretty good. I just I just there were so many other things on our plate, like TV show wise. Yeah. But I haven't gone back to it yet. I will. It's on my list. It's on my list to go back to. Yeah, but yeah. I like was saying I just recently. Because when I signed up for Peacock for Jurassic World, it was like you know a dollar ninety nine a month right now to sign up. I'm like, oh, that's cheaper than renting it right. <laughs> on Amazon. So I discovered, oh, cool, they have Resident Alien, which David told me about like two years ago when it when it first premiered on Sci Fi, and Alan Tudyk is like so perfect on that series. Oh yeah, he, he's like a national treasure because Alan Tudyk was K two S O in Rogue One. He was um, Wash on Firefly. Right. He also he also did a really cool thing called comic comic man or oh it was uh, con man where he's, con man yeah he, where he, he was like playing, he's he playing basically basic, his character yeah go ahead go played ahead, his sorry. character from Firefly pretty much yeah that was the peak of his career and now he only make it by by going to like comic cons yeah con man sign things I'm gonna have to write that one yeah. down uh, and oh it's, it's really good because Nathan Fillion's on it as well Nathan Fillion yeah. guest stars on that quite a few times. Because Nathan Fillion, it's, it basically is like based on real life. Because because Nathan Fillion went on to be a star and a whole bunch of other stuff, and 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 you know he and what's his name is basically does a lot of voiceover work and you know smaller right. stuff until he got this Resident Alien uh, role, and so right. the whole thing like follows him going to Comic Cons where the other guys like now getting like movie roles and he's right. like you know schlepping it at the cons. It's yes. like a pretty it's a pretty good series. It's really short too because I think they were originally released online. As like fifteen minute little um, right segments of his segments. life. It was like fan fan funded or something. Yeah, oh but yeah, it, that that was that was the funny part about it. it was it was yeah. it was like totally fan funded. And, yeah, uh, but the the peripheral characters in it yes. are funny as well. You have Trisha, was it Trisha Helfer? Yeah, from, uh, from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, you have uh, uh, Will Wheaton who plays uh-huh. the. The surly was an air marshal that yes. he keeps encountering on these flights. Well, and the, and the whole Comic Con scene is just like a funny environment to, oh, to yeah. have. That's, yeah. So anyway, so the re- I want to give a shout out for that Resident Alien because for me, it's like this is my <laughs> description of it. <laughs> my description of it is like it's like you're watching Mork from Ork if Mork was sent to Earth to destroy the planet. <laughs> yes, that's but cool. That, that, is, that is on my list. I, I, I've, yeah. I, uh, 
I have to he doesn't know how to... He plays like this, 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 this fish out of water trying to fit in character so well. He's just like... And, and, uh, and, his, and he's like, people will start laughing and the way he laughs yeah. is just... It, yes. it, Unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely good. Of course, let's not forget Alan Tudyk in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, I is, still haven't seen... I have to watch oh my gosh. On my list. That is such a great movie. So fun. Okay. I saw. I, I remember seeing part, the very opening of it one time, but I didn't finish it, and like I always wanted to go back to it, and like just never did. But yeah, he's he seemed like he'd be good in that one too, because it's like the hapless guys that are accidentally killing people. Or people yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they're not even. They're not killing. The, they're killing themselves around. Around. Yeah, them. people are running around like running into rakes and pits and, <laughs> and chippers. Yes, chippers. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> so good. It's a good movie because it, it's like it, it's like a it's like a take on those horror movies where you you wander off into that part of the uh, you know the, that road that dirt road that you shouldn't go down you know where the hillbillies would normally kill you mm-hmm. and these two right. hillbillies are just like trying to talk to the people or give them directions and the people are running away from them and accidentally dying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good one. Okay, what's it called again? It's called uh, uh, it's, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's it. All right. okay. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I, I think we're all in agreement that uh, more Jurassic World needs to be in the world. Yes. Yes. And I'm sure with a billion-dollar box office, but there will it, be. it probably will be. Now, yes. could there be a Jurassic Park show? Like you say, you're, you're talking about streaming is a big thing now. Could there be a Jurassic Park show? Um, I will say no. Just there, There is a kid's show called uh, Camp Cretaceous. Okay, is like a Jurassic Park animated show that they do have as a series, but but my point of there not being one is because of what the lesson I learned from Westworld. So so we talked about how Westworld started this, and then he copied, and then Michael Crichton copied himself and just made it better. The original Westworld was kind of goofy. It had a what was that one guy that was in Saturday the Fourteenth? Richard oh, Benjamin. Richard Benjamin and was one of the main characters. Bar- James Brolin. It had a goofiness to it, even though Yul Brenner was great as the killer robot. It was just you know. It was a great concept, but kind of goofy the first time around. When they made the TV series, season one of Westworld, which has Anthony Hopkins, Ed Harris, it's like one of the best seasons of any sci-fi show ever, as far as I'm concerned. The problem is, you know, once the robots go crazy and start killing people, you can only take that so long, right? You know, you, you can't, like, you couldn't have, like, Jurassic Park. Like, say you started with Jurassic Park. How many episodes can you string along the people trying to, you know, survive in the park? So, you know, right. you, you, you could do some Land of the Lost thing where people are living in the world of dinosaurs and trying to survive all the time. But Jurassic the, Park, the, morning commute. Westworld was like the first eight episodes were incredible and it was like a great ending and what a crazy great show. And then if you watch the other seasons of Westworld, if you watch them on their own as a sci-fi series that wasn't Westworld, you're like, oh, that's pretty interesting. That's a cool concept. But it's gotten so far away from the first season of the, you know, the robots going crazy that that it just doesn't even feel like the same show anymore, you know? Hmm. And so I got so disappointed with each successive season of Westworld. And I feel like that would be the same thing would happen with Jurassic Park. If you try to do a series, it'd be really good probably for season one. And then you'd kind of just be like meandering of not knowing where to go with seasons two or three, you know? Hmm. Because, because you could, the concept of the animal's, breaking loose in the zoo only takes you so far and that's how that it worked that same thing with westworld after that they had to you know bring the robots off you know to the real world 
and that's where it kind of you know lost some of its steam. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there, though. It's a uh, yeah. it's a series it's a where, where where it, a world where dinosaurs exist outside of parks. They're yes. they're now back amongst us. Well, that's mm-hmm. what they've kind of now established at the end of right. Fallen Kingdom. You know, the dinosaurs have escaped, and they're running around like you know, National where like the buffalo would roam. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> running through some you know uh, outdoor movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good scene. <laughs> Nice, um, but, nice take on Twister there, which was a, yeah. which was written by Michael Crichton. There you go. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like a, you 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 have to figure out where to take it next because the Jurassic World or the West World is like it's like a limited concept. A lot, a lot of TV shows are that way. A lot of great TV shows like there'll be like a really good concept for one season, and then they get renewed and they don't know where they're going next. Right. The, which is one the, of the things I used to love about Buffy is Buffy knew. Like would have their entire season mapped out, and they knew where they were starting. And they would get to a finish line, and they give you a, a satisfying conclusion. But then they would set up the next storyline, and then do that for the next season. Whereas, like something like X Files, had a great concept, but they never he never had the story really figured out. So he kept right. How do how do you yeah. went through four Monster of the Week episodes to get to a mythology episode, and then mythology never went anywhere. Eventually, David Duchovny right. actually left the show, and they kept going. <laughs> right. And it went from being like my favorite thing on TV to where I'm like, oh, I'd rather watch one episode of X Files than any horror movie in the theaters. Same thing with Lost. Same thing with Lost. Lost, yeah, great concept, but but sometimes some concepts are just meant to be like one or two seasons or one season. In the old model of, of network TV, that's not feasible. Right, now you have to do 24 episodes. Can, now in the world of streaming, you can write something that's meant to be eight episodes and just end it. You know, right where. Before, you're just trying to get to the syndication point where you make the big money because you hit 100 episodes, and now you can syndicate your show. Yeah. Now there's like a new model for TV, and I think we get. I think that's why we're getting some better stuff. Because you're falling, in, you're falling in between feature film, which, yeah. you have, which you have 120 minutes to tell a story. Yes. And, yet- and yeah, and and the old TV model where you had 24 episodes where you had yeah. to try and it, sometimes you get filler episodes so but you're oh, on that brad's infamous ship in the bottle episodes yeah the ship in the bottle episodes. oh my gosh that. we can't go one we, episode we in the podcast episode. we'll Let's talk about shipping the, the bottles yes so, but okay, we, we, now we, you're getting into that gray area because you could you could have feature film quality effects and story but instead of being confined to 120 minutes you can put it over like a, a whole arc of 10 episodes. Yeah. So basically what we're getting with Andor is 12 episodes. That's basically like four, like four mini movies pretty much. Right. Cause they said it's like three episode arcs. So you're getting like four mm-hmm. movies over 12 weeks and stuff like stranger things. Like you're not even tied to like time limits. So you have one episode that's like 40 minutes. The, the finale is like, you know, two hours. That's a movie. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing you're filming. You could be filming like Basically, five small movies in one yeah. go. I mean, and you're you're not having to like haul actors back. Yeah, you can get it all done right then and there. And you have all your shots. Your everything established. You well, it also allows yeah. some of these actors, um, like they do a six episode series. They're still open to do like a whole another full series. Right. Like a good example is, is my wife's crush that I swear she'd leave me for if if she knew he would t- she he'd take her. Jensen Eccles from uh, 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 Supernatural, he played a soldier boy on The Boys. Mm-hmm. So he was okay. on Soldier Boy, but now he's a main character on this Blue Sky show as well. So he's cool. doing like a, 
you know, an ABC show, but he still has time in the off season to go and do the, you know, a season of the boys. Well, the other thing is you don't burn out your writing staff as well. Yeah, totally. It, because you, sometimes you see a, like a show that's been on for a while and then suddenly it take changes tone. It's like the yeah. writing staff has left and they brought in these, brought in not quite as good writers or you bring in people who take the story in a different direction that, well, yeah. kind of fucks everything up. Mm. You know, though, I, I, I've been noticing here that, like, I get, say, a, a show like any, any one of these Marvel shows with, you know, eight yeah. eight episodes, 40, 40 minutes each, that they just don't get to the point. And yeah. when, you, when, when they're doing when the movie... There's, there's like, it's economized. Like you get the story, you get the the what's what's required to get from point yeah. A to point B, and when you get the we'll with the it. TV show, they like oh they get to we get to explore these characters. Well, that just means there's a lot of filler to me. I yeah. mean, and yeah. you know, that you're if, exactly right. So well, uh, that's the example. Like, the, so remember you you heard the thing about where somebody did like this um like basically like a movie cut of Obi Wan, and everyone says it's like incredible. They basically like shortened it and got to the point a lot better. What? There's like some, there's some like two and a half hour Obi Wan cut that some like editor did online that like people were raving about because like they said it just it just moves the story along quicker. That's for you. It was great, but, but it's kind of like a it's kind of like a uh, you know a double edged thing because a lot of times in movies you, you like I, I do like to get to know characters more and you do care about characters more like. When, when when Walking Dead was good back when it was when you still cared before they killed everybody off that you cared about, it was good because like you did really care about those characters because you've been with them for so long. Whereas in a movie, sometimes like if you're doing a zombie movie, you don't have the time to develop the characters. You just got to get right to the zombie action, you know, quick, you know, to where people are dying. You don't even remember the guy's name. Right. But when 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 what's his name got his head bashed in by the guy with the baseball bat. And people got super mad. They got super mad because they'd like spent four years with that character and loved him. Well, with what's his name? They spent four years with what's his name when he got the other guy hit him. Yeah. yeah. You're really invested oh, in those characters. Negan <laughs> killed, uh, what's his face? Glenn. Was it Glenn? Glenn. Glenn. Yes. All right. You know what? We need to wrap this up. Because uh, yeah, it is coming up on one it's come, Yeah. Okay. A, Dave After Midnight cannot be Dave After 1 a.m. So, hey. Oh. Uh, Good show. Um, yes. I've got I've got a bunch of links here that I'm going to try to find, especially this movie cut of Obi Wan. Holy shit! I got to find that. Um, <laughs> and so I'll see if I can find those and put them in the show notes over at superfantasticterrific.com. And uh, and just thanks. one thing, next Yo. we, we got to get to Cobra Kai next time. Cobra, oh, I, I, I haven't watched a single episode of the last season. You haven't watched Cobra Kai? Yet? No, I have not watched. I didn't say it on the on the chat, but I, I'm like I'm like watching. I'm like, don't put no spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, but that's another amazing thing. Like I'm talking about, we got two seasons of Cobra Kai in one year. That's so great. I know. I'm so that's excited, crazy. but yeah, these shows you got to wait two years between seasons. You know, right? The so. double dose of Cobra Kai. It was it was it was excellent, Russell. You'll like it. All right. Well, All good. Right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Well, up. We'll, All right. We'll Thank talk you. to you next time. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye bye. Adios. Bye.